0: Hey everyone, and welcome to week two for Be Healthy Breakthrough exclusive. Thanks for tuning in for another week. Today we are going to be talking about reading nutrition labels, and we are first going to talk about what what the order is that you should do whenever you're looking for a new product in the store. Also, what to look for in an ingredient list, what to avoid, what you want to see. We'll talk about what you're looking for in each of the categories when reading the actual nutritional information, and then. Talk about at the end some of the things that are listed below here as some of the resources for you. So let's go on and let's dive in to what is the order that you should take whenever you are looking for a new product at the grocery store. It is very common that many people will get kind of overwhelmed whenever it comes to going to the grocery store, finding new products. You know, we have our products that we eat most often, most regularly, and when we are looking for a new version of that product, It can get kind of overwhelming because for some things, there's a lot of options. Like for example, there's crackers, you know, and like, or tomato sauce, like pasta sauce. It can get overwhelming whenever you're trying to find a new, healthier option. So whenever you are looking for a new one, here is what to do. I want you to grab one and flip over the back. And then take a look first at the ingredient list. I always look first at the ingredient list and then at the nutritional facts. Because if I like the nutritional facts, but the ingredients are kind of crappy, then I'm not going to choose it anyway. And so I want to first look at the ingredients. It's easier to find something that has the correct, you know, protein amount and fiber amount than it is to find something that has the correct Ingredients in it or the better for you ingredients in it. So I typically like to start there, taking a look first at the ingredient list. When you flip it over and look at the ingredient list, I kind of just scan. I want to see if there are some of these common things in it that I'm trying to avoid. One thing that I like to avoid as much as possible, and I'm going to just throw this out there before I even get into this list, is Not everything you eat has to avoid every single one of these things. Sometimes it's unavoidable. You're just going to have to, you know, we got to live life. We've got to choose the foods that are available to us. And if that means choosing something that has one of these in it and eating it once or twice a week or maybe once every other week then that's okay. It's not going to hurt us to eat this every once in a while. What will hurt us is if we eat it every day. So if it's something that you are trying to eat consistently, then I encourage you to, you know, try to avoid some of these ingredients as much as possible. So one of them is artificial sweeteners, things like high fructose corn syrup. Whenever we eat those artificial sweeteners, they alter our gut microbiome. They make it to where our our gut doesn't function as as it should, which leads to us having digestive Digestive issues and a whole pet plethora of other things going on within our gut. So avoiding high fructose corn syrup and other artificial sweeteners is kind of important. High fructose corn syrup is the one that I mostly look for. So if I flip it over and one of the ingredients is high fructose corn syrup, nine times out of ten, I'm gonna put it back. Now, of course, there's those certain things that, you know, well, listen, if I want an Oreo, then I'm just gonna get the Oreos and I know that I'll have, you know, a couple of a couple a week and That'll be okay, but I'm not gonna eat those Oreos every single day. So uh, high fructose corn syrup, avoiding it when possible. The next one is a certain hydrogenated seed oils. So things like canola oil, soybean oil, sunflower oil and sapphire oil. If I flip over a product and I see canola oil, I'm immediately putting it back. If I flip it over and I see soybean, sunflower, or sapphire, I'm going to take a look at the other ingredients and I have to make the decision for myself. Am I okay with eating these Canola oil, I pretty much avoid at all costs unless I'm eating out because I have no control over that. But if I'm purchasing it to come into my own house, then I will make sure that it avoids canola oil as much as possible. Some of the other hydrogenated seed oils that I mentioned: soybean, sunflower, and sapphire, safflower. I try to avoid that one as much as I can. But again, if the other ingredients listed are good and the uh, and the nutritional facts fit what we're going to talk about in this, then I will just let it be. If that's something that I decide that I'm okay with for that week. Again, it's totally up to you. And the reason we want to avoid those is because those oils have a lot of trans fat in them. And trans fat is a man-made product. Our body does not naturally create trans fat. And trans fat is really hard for us to eliminate from our body. It's hard for our body to process and get rid of naturally because it's not a natural product. And so it's harder for our body to, you know, digest it and and move it through our system. It typically gets stored in our body, either in our veins, and our arteries. It's some of those are the ones that are primary causes of heart disease. So I typically like to avoid these as much as possible. Instead, I like to choose products that are either made with olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, or if I'm cooking at home, I will choose. I, I typically choose to cook with olive oil when I'm working at home, and um, I will keep avocado and coconut oil on hand, as well as ghee, which is a fatty substance as well. It melts down just like butter does. I have certain products or certain recipes that I love to use ghee for, and then the other is butter. I keep butter on hand as well, and those are the ones that I think are the ones that I always try to find products that have either olive, avocado, or coconut oil. And there's a lot of products coming out now, especially that are are using those because people they know that people want those type of products. So look for the ones that have olive oil, avocado, coconut, ghee, or butter. And then also listed beneath here, there is an entire like document that has some products in there, so that you don't have to do as much searching. You can just kind of see and take a take a look at what are the brands that I typically reach for whenever I'm at the store. The next thing to avoid is natural flavors. If it says natural flavors on there it means they're probably hiding something. If it was a natural flavor they would just tell you the name of whatever flavor it was. So if it's saying you know this this is a you know garlic parmesan potato chip and they put natural flavors in there. If it really had natural flavors they would put garlic and parmesan as one of those two flavors. These natural flavors is just kind of their way of avoiding telling you exactly what's in there it's the same thing as um, our products like for our skin and our hair care they use the word fragrance a lot fragrance and that word is basically like a blanket statement and they they do not have to disclose what their fragrance is and the reason for that is because you know it's their signature smell they don't want to tell you what what their fragrance is but typically it has a lot of really harmful ingredients in there and that's the same thing with natural flavors you know they don't want to tell you what those natural flavors are because then another company could copy it. Okay, well, in return it's typically something that's not very good for us. So natural flavors is one that I pass on pretty much every single time as often as I can avoid it. The next one is sodium nitrate. That is typically found in lunch meat. In, the, in some of the documents that are listed below here, you'll see the type of lunch meat that I prefer for turkey and for ham. So take a look at those. There are ones that do not have sodium nitrate. Whenever I'm looking at lunch meat, I try to find the smallest list of ingredients as possible, making sure that I recognize everything. that's on there. I promise you those brands do exist. They might be in a different section. I know at my personal grocery stores, I, I shop for lunch meat at Publix and the one that I use for turkey is in a different section than the regular lunch meat. Search around for it. And maybe on one of these days, whenever you're taking a look at the ingredient list and you're, you know, searching for different products, you're trying to change out some of the things that you typically buy for some of the more healthier options, maybe on that day you you go into the grocery store planning for this to take you 30 minutes, 40 minutes longer than you typically spend at the grocery store. Maybe don't go in there on a day whenever you feel rushed or already frustrated. Take a day that you know that you have the time and the energy, the capacity to to, to look around, browse through the store, and of course, you can always send me messages, send me pictures, send me pictures of the front of it and the back of it, the ingredient label. Let me help you. I'm here for you every step of the way. I can help you by explaining why yes or no I wouldn't choose that. I can help by explaining why yes or no this is it has these ingredients that I would typically avoid or ooh I really like this and I think that, you know, this would be a good choice for you. I'm here for you every step of the way. So don't let it become something that overwhelms you. Take your time with it. Take do, do this on a day whenever you feel comfortable taking your time with it. But also don't forget to lean on your resource, which is me. The next one that I would try to avoid as often as possible, and I pretty much avoid this one at all costs, is artificial colors and dyes. So if you see something like, you know, yellow 4 or uh, red 40 or anything like that, blue 6, whatever they are all of the ones that have a color and then the number, avoid those as much as you can. Those are extremely harmful for us. They create so much inflammation within our body. They cause our skin to break out. They cause our stomachs to hurt. They cause our muscles to feel tired. They are really, really dangerous for us and they cause hypertension in us as well. And so they make it to where we can't concentrate as easily. this is especially bad in children. And so I encourage you to avoid those as much as possible. And if you have a child, try to avoid giving these artificial colors to them as much as possible as well there are candy options that do not have those so take the time look for them send me pictures of things and check beneath here because there are some options in the show notes as well now things that you want to look for when you're looking at the food list there the things that are listed there are from greatest to least from what is in that product the most to what's in there the least so if you flip over a can of you know spaghetti sauce the first ingredient you're gonna want to see is tomatoes if you're seeing like high fructose corn syrup or something else is the very first ingredient in the tomato sauce that you use it's time for you to choose another one that is that is just not something you want to see whatever that first ingredient is that you would flip over and you would expect to be the first ingredient if you're looking at crackers you're probably going to see some kind of flour be the first ingredient right like and you want to look and see what the Order of those is because you want the one that has the most of that to be first. Some other things to mention here whenever you're looking at beef, it is going to be really important that you choose grass fed ground beef. That's not always an option, especially if you eat out a lot or anything like that. But if you have the opportunity and the choice and you can afford to choose grass fed ground beef when you're cooking for yourself and cooking at home, grass fed ground beef is going to be a lot better for you. If it says grass fed, and grass-finished, that's even better. I have trouble finding that, but I do always opt for grass-fed whenever I can. On that same note, thinking about eggs, always choose pasture raised. There are four types of eggs. There are caged chickens, there are cage-free chickens, there are free range and then there are pasture raised. Free range is the one that people think is is best for them or is a really good option and it's a better option absolutely. But so let's talk about this. Like caged chickens they never get to see the sun they only get to eat what's fed to them they don't get to eat anything that's ever you know been outside or touched the sun it's never been green probably it's just like seeds and things like that whatever's fed to them cage-free, they get to roam around inside of a building. So they're in some kind of, you know, industrialized building and they don't still get to see the sun. They're still getting only to eat that food that is given to them. So it's not the grass or anything like that. It's only those seeds and grains and things like that, which is fine for them, but it's not all that they need. You know, like we need multiple types of food, so do animals. And the cage-free and the caged, they both get the exact same type of food. They both only get to see darkness. They never get to see the sunshine, but the cage free ones, they just get to roam around, whereas the caged ones are in a cage. So they're essentially living the same life, except one gets to walk around in this, you know, industrialized building and the other one stays in a cage in this building. Free range, they get to walk around a little bit more, but it's far less than pasture raised. So again, free range are okay. Like they're not bad for you. They're just not the best option. I always choose pasture-raised because pasture-raised chickens, they get to roam freely outside. They get to see the sunshine. They get to taste the grass. They get to eat whatever they want. They get to, you know, go outside and be next to other chickens and enjoy the company of others. And they literally live such a happier, healthier life. And therefore, the food that they Create is given to us, and it is healthier for us in return. So once I've taken a look at the ingredients, and I've decided, okay, these are either ingredients that I feel really good about—they you know fit fit what I'm looking for—or they don't, and I put it back. If I decide that this is a a good product, it has good ingredients, then I'm going to go up and I'm going to look at the nutritional facts. Before I even begin looking at the nutritional facts, I'm going to set the intention for this product, whether I want this product to feel the need of a carb on my plate, a protein, or healthy fat. If I pick up something and I'm thinking, okay, the purpose of this is going to be for it to be a protein, then I'm going to take a look at the protein and I'm going to say, how much protein does this have? If it is going to be the sole thing, the only thing on my plate that has protein, and this is for a full meal, then I'm going to want it to have about 15 to 20 grams of protein. Ideally, each of our meals will have somewhere around that. Ideally, 20 grams of protein somewhere between 15 and 20 for each meal. If it's a snack, somewhere between 10 to 15 grams of protein minimum. So I'm taking a look first at the protein if that is the intention for this particular product. If it doesn't have around 15 to 20 grams of protein, then I just need to recognize, okay, well, I'm gonna need to supplement and add to the amount of protein from some of the other products. So maybe I choose, you know, instead of a regular noodle, I choose a whole grain noodle and that will have a little bit of protein in it as well to add to the protein amount. I'm hoping to have around 15 to 20 grams of protein for my entire meal each time that I sit down to eat. And I want the majority of that to come from the protein source that I have chosen for this meal so i'm taking a look at that protein source i want there to be at a minimum you know 15 to 20 grams of protein for the entire meal so I take a look at the protein first then i go up and i look at the carbs and I want to take a look at the fiber compared to the carbs so many times we try to avoid certain carbs we try to say you know this has way too many carbs or this i, I don't i don't even want to eat any carbs I'm just going to avoid the carbs. Carbs are essential for us. They are essential to help us stay full. And we're going to talk about fiber in week four and talk about what the what are the importance of fiber, how to find high fiber carbs, what's, why do we need high fiber carbs, all those kind of things are coming in week four. But just for this, whenever we're taking a look at the, that nutritional label, we want there to be a 10 to 1 ratio or better between the fiber and the carbs. So I want for every 10 grams of carbs for this to be at least one gram of fiber. So there are a couple ways to figure out that 10 to 1 ratio. You can, you know, do the math and figure out whatever template works for you. Maybe you're really good with numbers. You don't even have to have some kind of formula to follow. I do have to have a formula. So the formula I follow is I take the number of fiber, multiply it times 10 And then I see, does that number, is that number higher than or at least equal to the number of carbs? So let's say that I turn over a nutritional fact and I take a look at the fiber and the carbs. Let's say that the carbs are 28 and the fiber is 2. So I'm going to multiply the fiber, 2 times 10, which gives me 20. And I'm going to take a look and say, is that 20 greater than or equal to the number of carbs? In this case, it's no, because that carbs in this case was a 28. And so I I would not see a high fiber carb out of this. If the fiber in that case had been a three and I multiplied that times 10 to get 30, then I would see a high fiber carb here because 30 is greater than 28. So you want to take a look at that. And in the show notes down here, there's a video that kind of explains exactly what I'm talking about, gives a little bit more detail and some examples and things like that. So take a look at that video, watch the video, get used to that. And of course, we can talk about this sessions. You can reach out and ask me any questions that you have. The last thing that I look at most commonly is sugar. I want for the number of sugar, the total sugars, to be either less than or at the minimum at least equal to the number of Fiber that is in the meal. So the number of sugar and the number of fiber should either be equal or the sugar, I want it to be less than the fiber. Now, again, if you're eating this as some kind of dessert, if that is your intention, if you set the intention when you flipped over this for this to be a dessert for you, you might not find that. And that is okay. We're going to talk about dessert throughout this podcast, but listen, you can still have dessert and be healthy. It is totally normal and totally fine to eat dessert and still be healthy. So if you if you intend for this product that you're looking at to be a dessert for you, and that means that it has a little bit more sugar than it has fiber, that's okay. Not every single thing you eat needs to follow these rules, but I, I encourage you if it's something that is not a dessert type food for you to have that. So if it's not a dessert for you to have less sugar than fiber, or at least equal to the amount of sugar and fiber. So again, I'll take a look at the protein. I want there to be about 15 to 20 grams of protein per meal. And sometimes that means that it comes from all one source. Sometimes that means that I'm going to need to add to it. If if I'm looking at the protein and I'm like, okay, well, this particular thing only has six grams of protein in it, but I wanted to have this as my protein for my meal, then that means that you're going to need to really supplement that protein with the other things that are in the meal. So, making sure that you are you are adding in and having about 15 to 20 grams of protein per meal there is nothing there's no number that I'm telling you like you need to have this amount per whatever you know like none of your items have to have that particular amount I just encourage you to have about 15 to 20 grams per meal and so find the products that you know best fit those needs and then the fiber and the carb ratio Take a look at the video below. That'll tell you a little bit more about how to find that, give you some examples. And then as I mentioned with the sugar, again, it's all about what is the intention with this particular product? What is your intention for why you're choosing to put this on your plate? And it's also about remembering that calories aren't really all that important. You know, like it's not really about the number of calories that's in an item. It's about what makes up those calories. So a tortilla that has... More fiber and more protein in it will have more calories in it, but it's also better for you. It's not about the number of calories. And I think we've been so conditioned to believe that we have to eat low calorie in order to lose weight or in order to be healthy. And that is not true. It's not about the number of calories. It's about what makes up those calories. So take a look at, I I don't even look at the number of calories. I can't even tell you how many calories are in any of the foods that I eat. I take a look at the protein and the fiber and the sugar and the carbs and that's what I look at. So taking a look at those items and I take a look to at the ingredient list and see what makes up this product because that's really important. It's important for us to be aware and again I'm going to say it just one more time if you know there is a hydrogenated seed oil in this or if this does have more sugar than it has fiber in it then that's okay. You know you don't have to have or if this isn't a high fiber carb whatever it's okay it doesn't have to have and be perfect for every single thing that you eat. We're we're aiming for better, we're not aiming for perfect. You know what I mean? Like I'm we're aiming to improve our diet, not to make our diet perfect. And so switching over one or two products every single time that you go to the grocery store and you know, I mentioned earlier in this episode To take a look and plan out a a day that you want to go to the grocery store and spend a little extra time there. But if you don't have that kind of opportunity, if you don't have that kind of time in your life, then say, okay, this week I need to, you know, pick up a new type of tortilla when I'm at the grocery store. So I'm gonna, that's gonna be my one swap for the week. I'll find a new tortilla for this week, and then next week I'm gonna need to get pasta sauce, and so I'll look next week and try to find any pasta sauce. And you just slowly over time trade out one thing out of your pantry one more time one more time one more time and then over time you've created a whole new pantry and found a whole new plethora of products that you enjoy eating and that you like and I'll say this one last thing I want this episode not to be too long so I'm going to cut it off after this one thing that I'm saying here but don't get discouraged you know if you choose a product and then it tastes terrible and you don't enjoy that product that doesn't mean that you hate all you know healthier foods right Like if you choose a new healthier cake mix, if you really enjoy cooking cakes and you choose a new healthier cake mix and you thought that this one tasted terrible, that's fine next time choose a different type of healthier cake mix you know like there are options there are plenty of options for you to choose from it's not an end-all be-all and I'll also say there's a platform called Thrive Market it's like an online grocery store I have a link that I'll put down below and if you use my link then you get 40% off your first order it gives me $40 and then once you have an account you get a link as well and you can also share it with people and get them to sign up and then you get $40 off of that as well so it's a really really awesome little program that they have set up to encourage people to use the platform, but you get a a year's membership and it has a ton of really awesome options on there, just like different products to buy that fit different needs. And so you can filter it. There's a lot of really just awesome name brands, trustworthy products on there. I get a lot of my groceries from there. I know a lot of other people do as well. So I encourage you to possibly get one of those as well. Use my link as like I mentioned below, You get 40% off your first order. So make sure that you check out what's listed below. There are quite a few of just like visuals and other things for you to take a look at as well down below. So take a look down below and don't forget to reach out to me if you have any questions. So at the time of listening to this, we've already had our first session together before your second session together, which should be coming up pretty soon for you. I encourage you to please fill out the basics intake form that I have sent to you we probably talked about it during our first session go in and fill that out we'll talk about it during session two i'm going to take a look at it before we get on our call together during our calls together we'll talk about it and that will be a really nice jumping off place for us to talk about physical health needs that you have and um just something to kind of guide our work together as well so thank you so much for listening to this reach out if you need me and thank you for being a part of be healthy breakthrough